Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Why, hello there. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? Phone lines are open 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Who is Donald Trump's beautiful lawyer, Alina Haba? I just looked that story up because uh, Trump was uh, just outside the courthouse in Manhattan uh, just a few seconds ago uh, and was giving his comments, as he did yesterday before going in for the proceedings. And yeah, I you know he's he's got. I, I just wanted to see if somebody had written a story on the lawyer uh, there who's over his shoulder in every one of these live shots. Yeah, she's quite fetching. It's just funny to me that MSNBC or MSN, I'm sorry, MSN.com actually put out a story. Who is Donald Trump's beautiful lawyer, Helena Abba? Donald Trump arrived in court in New York today. This is from yesterday. Uh, he's facing charges of fraud, which the ex-president denies. He made a furious speech outside the court where he said the U.S. is, quote, going to hell and branded the case a witch hunt. You can almost hear the tone, can't you? By the former POTUS's side was his lawyer, Alina Haba, who he has become close to over the years, even photographed attending her birthday party. Could he be sexually abusing her? I mean, the implication is there, you know. Are they having an affair? You know. I just bring it up because I just got a a, a, a sight, a, a, you know, just quick look at her. And, yeah, she's quite fetching. But th- this is history unfolding before your very eyes. As as I was saying yesterday, as we talked about on Warren Rima, this has never, ever happened before in the history of this country. And, uh, you know, it may not ever happen again, but not for good reasons. And it is a farce with a capital F. It really is. I'd like to use another word, but I can't. Uh, and and the look in Trump's eye. Now, I I don't know if you you know if you were watching yesterday or if you caught this aspect of the story, but at some point uh, the judge allowed a camera in uh, to the courthouse during the proceedings. Well, right before they began. And it's some guy with a handheld, and he just kind of walks in and kind of pans around to everybody. Trump's eyes are locked on that judge sitting at the table. Trump's eyes are deadly serious. And if you've noticed, uh, he hasn't been cracking no jokes since all this began uh, this uh, yesterday. His eyes are a steely gaze, as we would say. And they pan over to Judge Arthur Energan, and Engerin, I think is how you say it. I'm not sure. I don't care if I'm mispronouncing it. New York City Judge Arthur Engerin. And wow, uh, as soon as that camera gets on uh, the judge, he cracks a smile. He takes his glasses off. He preens for the camera. He's having a good old time, man. Now, uh, consequent or, or conversely, or, or while this is going on, uh, Hunter Biden showed up just a little bit ago to a courthouse in Wilmington, Delaware, which is a grubby little city. I just want to put that out there. I lived there for a little while. It was way too long, and it was only a few months. And uh, you know, I got a few protesters out front. There was a woman uh, holding a big sign: "The Biden sold us." There's another guy wearing, uh, you know. Uh, the striped uh, uh, prisoner uh, costume, and I'm just looking at these two events. You know, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at one situation in Wilmington where you have a piece of crap crack addict who is 
the very definition of privilege. He he is all of that in abundance. That that's he is a privileged little piece of crap. Mountains of freaking evidence, you know. There was a story over the weekend. You know, we, we were talking last week about these wire transfers from China, from this Chinese company that uh, Hunter Biden was uh, was attached to, uh, and it's a wire transfer, and it's got to go somewhere, and it goes to the uh, the home, I believe, in Wilmington. Uh, meanwhile, at that particular moment, Hunter Biden was living in Malibu. The implication being, when Joe Biden says. And Hunter Biden himself has said, uh, nope, we never benefited from any uh, any of these Chinese things. And yet there's m- large amounts of money going to the Biden household, the Biden address in Delaware. In fact, there was a story that came over the weekend uh, that was a direct quote from Hunter Biden from not too long ago. I, I forget in what media source or what media source it was from, but he was asked directly, View your old man. Uh, have you benefited financially from this relationship with the Chinese company? Nope. You have freaking mountains. You have tonnage of evidence that is not in dispute, mind you, that involves the uh, suspicious activity report records of major financial institutions for whom it would be a federal crime to lie about such things or to provide false reports. We have a paper trail on the Bidens that goes back years and years as far as that family and Joe Biden himself. Uh, basically, pardon my language, whoring out the office, whatever office he was sitting in, whether he was a senator or vice president or now the president. Mountains of it, mountains of evidence. Not 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 in dispute, mind you. And that jackass is walking into a courtroom with a big stupid grin on his face because he is uh, he is absolutely convinced, and so am I, that nothing's going to happen. Meanwhile, they're dragging a, a a a former president of the United States into a, of America. Yeah, of course, with with shamelessly, with no concern for. Uh, beyond the case, no concern for the historic uh, ramifications of, of of such a thing, with no concern for the fact that Letitia James, the the DA, uh, was gunning for Trump before she even got that position, before she's even elected to that or appointed to that position. You have no evidence of any wrongdoing whatsoever in regards to how Trump, you know, argued for these loans, which, you know, when he took the loans, were already pretty much paid off. No evidence of a crime of any kind whatsoever. And there he is also walking into a courthouse. Very obviously, they are trying to destroy him and stomp on the ashes so Donald Trump can never rise against the swamp again. And yeah, there is some messaging going on here as far as people who support Donald Trump. Okay, if we can take him out, we can sure as hell take you out. Okay, we, we, we are already in the midst of a, a revolution of a, you know, we, we use the word Marxist, a Marxist revolution. We're already there. It's already happening right before you, right before your very eyes. Okay, there is no legal argument for any of this. Uh, Trump was talking yesterday and I, uh, Trey was clearing this up for me. I'm not, you know, I'm not the great legal mind here, but. 
you know, you have statute of limitations stuff that's kicking in and should have kicked in uh, prior to this thing even getting to this point. Uh, they've undervalued uh, the Mar-a-Lago property in the official court documents by a whole lot. And uh, I guess the implication there is, well, they're fraudulent loans uh, because uh, the property wasn't valued. Uh, or I-, I don't know. In any event, it, it, I'm not seeing a, any evidence that Donald Trump did anything wrong. Uh, meanwhile, you have mountains of evidence that Hunter Biden is an absolute barnacle. He's a scumbag. Absolute scumbag. And so is his old man. So is a whole damn family. And probably he's going to skate. And uh, they're going to do whatever they have to do to Donald Trump to basically keep him out of power. And when the government of any nation uh, is able to focus, uh, he is still a private citizen at this point, is able to focus on an individual and target that individual as Donald Trump has been targeted. Yeah, you're already living a Marxist nightmare. We're already there. Uh, and it's it's the it's the border, it's the economy, it's Ukraine, it's Trump, it's all of that stuff. It's all part of the same plan, and 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 Trump uh, used the proper word yesterday, although it's probably not powerful enough of a word to aptly describe what's going on. But this is a this is a freaking disgrace. It's disgraceful what's going on. And just like that jackass of a judge was yucking it up yesterday, mugging for the camera, there's a whole lot of people in this country, probably more than you and I even are willing to admit or want to admit, who are equally having a good old time watching this take place. They think it's great, man. Oh, yeah, we're finally going to take down that racist, evil Trump. Well, baby, you're going to have to live in the ashes of this country at some point as well, and it ain't going to matter whether you're a Democrat or a Republican or whoever the hell you think you are. You'll be living in the ruins, too, eating out of the same freaking dumpster as everybody else. Happy Tuesday, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, we're back 22 minutes after 9 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. I'm Sean. Sean Sean. Talking about the trial, the civil trial of uh, Donald J. Trump for uh, fraud, allegedly, uh, and taking your reactions. Let's go to Ron. Ron, how you doing? Yeah, hey, good morning. How are you? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Good. Well, I, I'm going to divert you for a second, and, and I wanted to make a comment about our federal government and picking and choosing what laws and uh, uh, they are uh, choosing to enforce or not. Sure. Just came, just came across mm. the border from uh, Canada back into the United States um, with a group of people. We were on a ship, and they they, at the first port, Every single person had to go face-to-face with an immigration person with your passport. And if you were not a U.S. citizen, you went in a different line. But they had a dozen immigration officials there. And these are people that are registered. They know who everybody is. But my, my point is, is here we are on one part of the country enforcing our immigration policies. And then the other part of the country, our federal government is shrugging their shoulders and, not even, and, and saying we don't even have a problem. Um, Trey has said many times, time for us to wake up. Um, that was a big wake up call for me. 
Yeah, I you know I haven't traveled anywhere recently, so you know I I do know folks though who have been to the airport recently and have uh, kind of seen sort of the same thing. Uh, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about that dude or not, but uh, talking to, to James. But uh, oh no, I was talking about me at the airport. Yeah, go, yeah, the, the guys with the Manila folders. Right, that's crazy. So these are no, explain. So these these are people you're seeing in the airport. Getting ready to go through TSA. TSA, which and you and I, if we go through, we got to take off all our clothes. We got to have proper ID. Got to have all that stuff. Well, there was a group of young Hispanic, you know, Central American looking, and they had Manila envelopes with a bunch of instructions and paperwork and stuff. And nobody else in line has these Manila envelopes. They're all carrying their carry-on right. bags and stuff. And these guys just have the envelopes, and that's it. Wow, and uh, and yet, uh, yeah, that's that's all you need is a Manila envelope at the airport, and they're just pouring across the border every day. Uh, and Ron's point, right, Ron, is that you and I are held to a certain standard as far as immigration law when it comes to being U.S. citizens, and how we travel and how we move about. But these folks are just rolling in every day, and and and, and very often uh, uh, our own government is assisting them and encouraging them to do that. You there, Ron? Absolutely. Oh, I mean, it, it's it, you know, Trey and I were and thanks for the call, man. We were talking about this right before we left. That you know, we it's Trey's birthday. This is not you know, <laughs> this isn't like an unknown. Jesus, I, I just forgot about. I'm not. That. I'm not. I'm not. You know, putting something over the air that we don't already know. We talked about it on the air. But I've been here 11 years now uh, at, at this radio station. And Trey asked me, he said, you know, 11 years ago when you first got here, and not specifically about KTSA, but just taking a, a look back a decade ago, did you ever think 10 years ago or 11 years ago that you'd see what's going on in the country to the extent that you're seeing it now? And I'm like, absolutely not. I, I thought stuff was going to get bad, but who could have foreseen this? On this level, because, baby, it's on every level. It's not just the border. And, yeah, Biden was talking about over the weekend about how, you know, honkies like me, we're going to be the minority at some point. So you got to be you got to talk nice to us because we're going to have minority status at some point. Of course, if you say anything in response to that, you're a freaking racist, right? Who just wants to hold on to the white establishment, blah, 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 blah. But what is going on is it's part of the dark plot. They are flooding this country with illegals. And, and we'll talk about the story out of Minnesota here in a little bit uh, as one of the uh, uh, effects of, of, of what is going on. They are flooding this country with illegals, and along with the illegals come traffickers, drug guys, violent people, perps, people let out of prison, people let out of... Uh, uh, mental institutions, it's a bad sitch, and there's a lot of them. And it's all for political reasons. It's all to change something about how this country exists, really. We're, we're, We're destroying, they're destroying the country. And you hear that so often, it's probably very easy to become inured to it, numbed out to it, but it's true. They are, it is a, it is part of a plan to not just destroy the middle class, but destroy everything. Everything in this country is. You and I, we're both in our 50s now, perhaps. We're the last generation, in a sense, that's going to remember the old America. 
And it's sad to watch. We'll talk some more. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Talking only the big issues. And just so happy the pumpkin spice is back. Fall's biggest issues are here on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071 thirty-eight. I'm Sean. Hi. How's your day going? Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. And we're talking about the news of the day, obviously, uh, with the Trump trial. Uh, also, conversely, am I using that word properly, consecutively, concurrently? That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, uh, Hunter Biden uh, just pled not guilty to all charges that are uh, face- he's facing in Wilmington. Uh, he had a big old stupid grin on his face as he strolled on into the, uh, I wonder if he did a couple of bumps in the car. You know what I mean? Uh, James, James is back with us after a, a short little getaway. Uh, I wonder if he did a, you think he did a couple of bumps in the car there in the SUV before he walked on in? Well, if he did, he violated what she said at the first arraignment when they cut the deal and said no deal. Remember she did say something about you can't be under the oh, influence yeah. of drugs or alcohol. Yeah, but yeah. it's Hunter Biden. <laughs> little, poor little guy. He's got an addiction, man. People relapse, you know. He looked awfully damn happy walking in there. He looked awfully gray, too. The, stre- the stress is getting to him. You know what I noticed about him, and I only, we only got a brief glimpse of the guy, is you know when people, and I hate to say it, when they're, when they're sick or stressed, their hair falls out. Their hair looks clumpy and weird. His his hair looks clumpy and weird. His yep. complexion has kind of got a gray pallor to it. You're right. A little peakish. Uh, he's a little pe- little peaked. He's pe- he looks a little peaked. Trump just looks pissed. <laughs> Trump looks pissed off, man. Uh, Mike, how you doing, man? Yeah, yeah. Hey. How you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you, man. Up? I got you, man. What are you thinking? Yeah, man. Hey, listen, man. Um, hey, Sean. I don't know if you've ever been to court before. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> that's not a good. That's, that's not. That's, that's not a good sign, Sean. When you when you go to court and you got a judge. Did you see? The, did you see the smile on that judge's face oh, yesterday when, when Trump? That that guy there, like Trump said, they've already got Trump found guilty. Him and that uh, Letitia, she's nothing but a racist. Uh, she she ran on the deal. In New York, saying that she was going to put Donald Trump in jail, and she's sitting a couple of rows be down behind Donald Trump, staring him down. That's the reason why Donald Trump is so pissed off because it's a it's a bogus case, and and they need to take that judge off of the case because you you can't have a judge you can't have a judge smiling like that in front of the cameras. It's obvious that that judge has been paid and works for the Biden people in the in this uh, de- Department of Injustice. This guy is uh, he's paid the by the Biden crime family to put Donald Trump in jail. And, and the American people shouldn't stand for Donald Trump to be uh, railroaded like this. And I'd like to hear what you have to say about that. Mike, thanks, man. I, I appreciate your, your thoughts all the time, always. Uh, you know, there's a reason why they wear, judges wear black robes. And it's a fairly obvious reason. We all sort of know why, why they wear the black robes, right? Why in the year 2023 are these guys still walking around dress like that it's because e- they don't want to show even uh the the look of a- any kind of bias that the black robes symbolize impartiality 
even by my garb, I'm not going to uh, show in any way, shape, or form what I think about anything. And, yeah, that jackass is sitting there uh, laughing his ass off, preening for the camera or posing for the camera. And, uh, look, look, here's the dealio. They've, as individuals, they've already won. Whatever happens to Donald Trump, they've already won. Letitia James... Uh, she'll have her own damn show on CNN at some point. Uh, she'll have somebody write a couple of books for her about this. So she'll make a buttload of money off of that. The judge. Okay, uh, Trey, we were talking about this earlier in the morning. Uh, the, the Robert Ito uh, uh, template, if you will, uh, during the OJ trial. The judge, no matter how this shakes out, he's going to be able to pump out a couple of books. He'll be an MSNBC contributor for the rest of his life. They're all going to make, apart from the Marxist revolution that is currently underway, apart from uh, their participation in the evil plot to destroy this man, because he threatens them, he threatens their corporation, he threatens their institution, he threatens the swamp. Apart from that, baby, they're all going to make bank on it. (laughs) Every freaking person involved in this uh, will make money off of this. And that judge knows. He's a star now. He's a celebrity. I'm talking about him. He's a superstar, baby. He's, 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 got, he's famous, man. He's got the fame going now. He's got the celebrity. He's a celebrity judge. You saw that look in his eye when he saw the, oh, I'm on camera. Oh, hey, hi, hi America. Hello, world. <laughs> you know. So... Is it a circus? Is it a farce? Is it a disgrace? Yeah, it's all of that. And you know, and I know, and you pr- I, I only do Facebook, but I've already seen folks on Facebook doing their little dancing for joy emojis. And wow, this is a great day for America. Trump is finally getting what's coming to him. Wow. Again, you're going to have to live in this country. As you're going to have to live in the ashes of this country, in the ruins of the United States of late America. You're going to have to live there, too. All you people who think this is great, and this is a great day for America, every time you see Trump hauled before a judge, you think it's a great day, you are so tragically stupid and wrong. Uh, John, how you doing? Hey, good morning, Sean. Hey. Uh, I just have a quick question for you. So everything you've said and everything Trey said, we all see it. Any of us that are informed agree with it and see it. The question is, is where do we go from here? I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, that's the best answer I can can get. That's the most honest thing I can say. I don't know. None of us have ever seen anything like this in this country, ever. To go Uh, this fast is just crazy. It it is breathtaking in how quickly it's, it's proceeding and how quickly this is unfolding before our very eyes. And if yeah. and as to that, if you're not seeing it, it's because you're choosing not to see it, for whatever right. stupid reasons, you know. But it it is it is bad stuff, man. Bad stuff. John, thanks for the call. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. News that moves you. On my way to work. They're great reporting. They have interesting stories. Just the personalities. Catch Ware and Rima weekdays starting at seven a.m. Well, they cover everything in depth. Nationally, internationally. And stay connected with News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Wow, News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one nine fifty. I'm Sean. Hi. 
just another ordinary day in radio. Talking about the collapse of Western civilization and democracy as we know it. Uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Well, you know, I, uh, the law does work in mysterious ways, uh, and I am learning to embrace the mystery. Uh, last night, I, uh, I, I had to go put a little gas and a little go-go juice in my car. And um, I'm, I'm hearing, uh, heard on the radio, actually. The Powerball was up over a billion dollars yesterday. A billion dollars. And I, I think if I was frugal, I could make that last. I could stretch that. And I, actually, no, I wasn't buying gas. I was buying dog food. I'd go to the H-E-B and buy some dog food. And I thought, hey, you know, maybe I'll slide on down to the Circle K and spend me a dollar uh, on a damn Powerball ticket. Uh, you know, because I, I don't know. Maybe it's in God's will. Maybe it's in God's great plan that I become a billionaire. And I have these little momentary flashes. I don't play the Powerball all the time, but I have these little momentary flashes where it's like, well, is God telling me to go buy a lottery ticket? And, and I just forgot. I didn't, I didn't go. I got the doggy food, and I went home, and I forgot about it. Didn't think about it. And I'll be damned, nobody won. Well, a couple of people won a million dollars. In fact, someone in freaking Delaware won a million dollars. I'd like to know the address of that guy. Could it have been Rehoboth Beach, perhaps? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, was, a, was it a pool buy from the employees, the non-existent employees of an LLC? I, I don't know. I hear Delaware and I think these things. But I, I didn't go buy a Powerball ticket and it rolled over and it's like $1.2 billion. And I, you know, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll go scrape up some pocket change and go buy me a Powerball today. And I don't give a crap. You know, some people hate the power. They hate the lottery and they make a big fuss over it. I love Dave Ramsey. Don't get me wrong. He hates the lottery. It's a tax on poor people. People don't have the money to be spending money on. You know what? It, it, yes. If, if you're dumping your entire freaking paycheck on a Friday afternoon, all right, at a quick stop on scratch-offs and power balls, you probably have a little problem. You you probably have a little addiction thing going on there, okay? And by the way, and I've said this before, and this is my public service announcement, when it comes to winning the lottery, if, if you think, what, what are they, if you think you have a method or you have a, you know, you figured it out, you haven't. <laughs> you, you, you don't have a method to win the law. I knew a guy years ago, and I worked in one of the stores, and he, he walked around with this freaking spiral notebook, and he had all these figures jotted in his spiral notebook. And the guy would dump about uh, like 50 bucks a day on freaking lottery. T- he said, I got to figure it out, man. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't think about it too heavily. I don't. It's not my plan B, okay? It's not my retirement plan to win the lottery. But it pops up in my noggin every now and again. as ah, what the hell? It's just a dollar. Let's see what happens. So, uh, you know, uh, if I do happen to win on Wednesday night, I won't forget the little people. I, I'll, I'll still remember all of you. I won't give you any money, but I'll remember you. As I begin my life of grotesque consumption. Anyway, so the, the lottery rolled over. Uh, and I, I, Henry Cuellar. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. This has made the national news today. 
everybody's suddenly talking about this. Henry Cuellar, our own Henry Cuellar. Oh, by the way, he's a Democrat. You, you knew that, right? <laughs> and certainly I'm not wishing any harm on him, you know. Uh, but he he was uh, in whatever D.C. neighborhood he's in. Uh, it's one of these places where a lot of them live, you know, because once they get sucked up into the Beltway, man, they're there for good. And Wow, uh, Henry Cuellar, who I, I imagine, I don't follow Henry all that closely, but I'm sure he's uh, big on progressive uh, sentencing and cashless bail and all. He's a dem. He's a demipuke. So all these poor people, man. Well, you know they have to steal, and it's a it's a form of reparation. Blah blah, f- freaking blah. Well, they got carjacked. Uh, <laughs> apparently was it yesterday or the day before? I'm not sure yet. Henry Cuellar got car- four dudes, four black guys. There, you want to make it racial? Four black guys in hoodies carjacked Henry with uh, weapons and uh, took his car. Uh, you know, and uh, wow, I, I'm not saying there's a poetic justice to that. Again, I'm not making fun of this because when somebody draws a weapon on you, your life is in danger. Something really, really bad could have happened. God bless it didn't happen. I don't wish that on anybody. But it is kind of karmic, isn't it? Just a smidge. Isn't there like a smidge of karma involved here? Not to mention the depressing idea that the nation's capital, and let me tell you something, as somebody who grew up in that part of the world, D.C. has been really freaking dangerous and crime-addled for decades before we even got to this point. So it was a bad place to be. The nation's capital, the cradle of freedom, has been a really dangerous place to be for a long, long time prior to the current crime wave that's happening. I remember I was going to a Liz, I was coming home actually from a Liz Fair concert uh, in D.C. years and years and years ago. And I had to get back home. I, I lived about an hour and a half away. I had a morning show to do. I took a wrong turn in D.C. and got horribly lost in the middle of the night. I'll never forget the cops. I pulled over to a gas station. I had, this was before GPS. Didn't know where I was. There was a unit there in a, in a parking lot of a gas station. I pulled over and I said, hey, I, I don't know where I am. She's like, she's like, okay, do this, do this, and do that, and do exactly what I just told you because you are in a very horrible neighborhood and bad things are going to happen. That was like 30 years ago. Now, you layer on top of that uh, the current surge in crime we're seeing as a result of the open border, as a result of progressive sentencing, as a, as a result of all this stuff. And holy crap, it's got to be one of the most dangerous places on planet stinking Earth. And it's the capital of the United States of America. So old Henry Cuellar got, uh, got the little, get a little taste of, uh, of what the policies, the kinds of policies that a guy like that supports, what the real world impact is. And if you don't think it's coming to your neighborhood, no matter where you live in this country or in this city, you are sadly, sorely mistaken. <laughs> Everybody's going to get a sample of it at some point. And uh, again, I, it's all part of the, 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 the overall general plan to fundamentally change America. We'll take a little break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hi, 
Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Yeah, we're back. 210-599-5555. Let's go to the phones. Esteban, how you doing? All right, man. You just touched a nerve. A friend of mine who ain't white posted that yesterday should have been National Felons Day since everybody's making up a holiday. And I made a sarcastic comment about our DA and the low bail and no bail. And like I said, the funny thing is, the guy ain't white, and he laughed at it because it's true. And all these leftists, all these arrogant white leftists saying they're helping the minority community, I can't tell you how many times dealing with people when I say I'm the son of an immigrant, they assume it's my Hispanic side of the family. That's a racist thing. Mm. And, you know... With the no bail, it ain't rich white folks living in gated communities that are suffering because of the low bail and no no bail. And even Boba Clinton, his comment about what should where the people who cross the border illegally should be held till their hearings are reflected. Basically, he said they should stay near the border. Well, near the border of Texas, we don't have that many white people, and so the whole racist crap that these white leftists throw out, they're the biggest bigots in the darn room. <laughs> I agree with you there. Absolutely they are. I mean, and I, Esteban, I appreciate, call, appreciate the call, you know, and I heard Jack talking about this yesterday afternoon, and uh, you look at Gavin Newsom, or maybe it was Friday, I don't remember, but Gavin Newsom, you know, the big story, this LaFonza, whatever the hell her name is, this black lesbian chick who's now going to be the senator from California. Even though apparently she didn't live in California, she lived in Maryland. Silver Spring. Um, Gavin Newsom said, "You know, I'm going to put a black woman in that in that seat. I'm going to appoint a black woman." I don't remember now if he said black gay woman, but he might as well have because she is she's a black lesbian. And you you think about the racism of that alone? If you just sort of isolate that idea, uh, that uh, no, I, I'm not going to appoint the person best for the job to represent the people of California. I am going to appoint someone based solely on their skin color and their gender. Uh, a lot of this uh, progressive sentencing and cashless bail is cradled in the idea of slavery reparations, right? Black people have to stay. Well, the system's been stacked against them for for generations, ever since slavery. And so, you know, we we need to we need to help them out, man, and not send them to jail. They can't help themselves. They break the law and commit crimes or whatever. That that's the jive ass justification for this stuff. It's really not about that at all, of course. Uh, but but it, of that idea. How is that not racist? It's like when we had the big argument, the big uh, uh, debate over photo IDs, requiring people to have a photo ID. Remember that crap? Uh, we were trying to get a state law, which we eventually did uh, pass, I believe, that you, you, you have to, to vote in a U.S. election, a Texas election or a federal election. You have to have a photo ID to prove who you are. Well, black people can't do that. That's an unfair burden on black people. They, it's so hard for them to come up with photo IDs because of systemic racism. 
and the honky establishment doesn't want them to vote. Somehow they, they inverted the whole idea of saying black people are too, are too stupid and lazy to get a photo ID. Somehow the requirement for a photo ID became the racist thing. And if the racist thing is black people are too inept to come up with a photo ID, and that's why you can't have photo IDs. It's it's same idea. Well, black people shouldn't have to go to jail because uh, the justice system is stacked against them. They're put in horrible circumstances where they have to steal, you know, Apple watches and widescreen TVs just to get by, just to eat food, man. Who's that Crockett chick from Dallas that uh, was going off on that the other day when we were uh, when they were talking about the impeachment of Joe Biden and what uh, he is accused of doing? It's going to keep black people from eating. Well, yeah, it's all freaking racism. The racism of white, the white left in this country and the left in general is all around you. The only thing is we actually are suffering real world consequences, real world consequences for the, the racism of the left in this country. Why? Well, because people aren't suffering any repercussions for their criminal acts. Not just black people, but people in general. And so what's happening? Well, there's more crime. Henry Cuellar found that out in D.C. Wow, going easy on criminals for whatever stupid, you know, imagined reasons you have or self-gratifying reasons you have seems to just lead to more crime. Leading me to think maybe the crime is the point. Maybe the point is to have more crime in the streets. Uh, because then I guess you can do something, right? Somewhere down the, ro- the road? Wow, it's so bad. Even Henry Cuellar's getting carjacked now. We need a federal police force. We need the military in our streets to restore order. You know. So, uh, again, just like with the 11-year-old girl in Minnesota and all the crap that we talk about concerning the border and people on the streets and all the nonsense that's going on and all the crime and violence, the real-world repercussions of that stuff, stuff are irrelevant to the architects of this stuff and the people who support them. How crime impacts real people in the real world doesn't matter. Their pain and suffering in fact, is a kind of tool to achieve something. And if that doesn't disturb the hell out of you, you need psychological help. You certainly do. How does that make you feel? 210-599-5555. Let me know what you're thinking. Smart speakers and us make smart listeners. Most of the time. Tell your smart speaker to play KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? Another interesting day in America. <laughs> and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Uh, the Jamal Bowman, uh, I was just talking to James. He was out of town for the weekend. You missed uh, a lot of this fun. Uh, Jamal Bowman, who was seen on security footage there at the Capitol. Uh, in the in the uh, moment when they're uh, tr- going to go vote on this stopgap bill, and the a hole yanks allegedly 
Still got to say that. Uh, pulls a fire alarm. Uh, the idea being to delay the vote. They were trying procedural delays, which didn't work for him. So the guy yanks a fire alarm. James is really coming. You're hearing about this for the a lot of this for the first time. Yes, this morning was the first I heard about this. Dude pulls a fire alarm like a nine year old in a middle school. Okay, I don't. I don't want want to take that test today. I don't want to take that test today. So he pulls allegedly pulls the fire alarm, and when he's questioned, because they had to evacuate the entire building, first responders got to roll in, hook and ladder got to come by. Uh, He says, uh, "I'm sorry, I was in such a hurry to vote." That I thought that would open the door. He said the door was locked, and he mistook a fire alarm for, I guess, one of those things you push getting into the Walmart that opens the doors for the for the old folks and the people in wheelchairs. Uh, okay. And he's being defended. AOC was defending him on Sunday morning, saying, you know, he was just, you know, he was hyper and, you know, trying to get in to vote, to cast his vote. And he made a mistake. Uh, you know, he also, and this was a uh, another aspect of this. So he's denying. He's, he, he's sorry that you all got confused as to what actually happened. He didn't intentionally pull the fire alarm. Then we have, and this is kind of interesting in and of itself, and James has some audio we're going to play here in a second. Uh, but uh, his, his own staff, I believe, congressional staffers, uh, and, I, 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 and you know this is something that happens on a routine basis. When something happens, the staffers put out talking points for folks like Jamal Bowman to use to counter the criticism they're facing. So it's his own staff uh, that put out uh, the talking point for not only Jamal Bowman, but for, I guess, anybody else on the staff uh, that involved this talking point called, uh, and on the, the, uh, the, the documents called Messaging Guidance. Uh, I believe Congress, uh, let's see, uh, uh, in support of Jamal Bowman after accidental fire alarm, uh, the talking points are what you're supposed to say to, quote, Nazi members of the GOP. That's the actual language uh, of uh, of the talking point. And he had to apologize for that. I just became aware that in our messaging guidance. Hey, why do grown-ass adults need messaging guidance from unelected bureaucrats and staffers to, to you know, st- first point number one? I just became aware that in our messaging guidance, there was inappropriate use of the term Nazi without my consent. I condemn the use of that term Nazi. Out of its precise definition, it is important to specify the term Nazi to refer to members of the Nazi party and neo-Nazis. Oh, that's great. These are horrible freaking people. What's the audio? You got some audio of Jamal? Let's go ahead. 
Take a listen. I don't know why this has gotten so much attention. I was literally just in a rush to go vote, man. That's all it was. Are you afraid of any repercussions, either from leadership or from legally, from capital police? I mean, listen, I take responsibility for what I did. No, you don't. But like I said, I was in a rush to go vote, and, uh, you know, the investigation will will, will sort everything else out. Uh, Have you talked to Jeffries about it? Oh, yeah, of course. That's stayed on. How was that conversation? Well, I got to keep that between me and the leader, so I'm not going to share that publicly. Yeah, Uh we've been in touch with each other. I love the way it's, I can't believe this is a story. Oh, God. And he was smiling while he was saying Yeah, I can't uh, believe this is good. I was literally just in a hurry. Aren't staffers, Sean, typically like around 30 years old? Yes, late 20s. Yeah. You know, young people. Who use the word Nazi like it's (laughs) a cheese it Like a cheese it James, I don't know if you're aware of this. He was also, uh, I believe, was he like an elementary school principal for like 10 years? He was a principal of a school for over a decade in D.C. Certainly he would have known what a fire alarm looks like. Good Lord. Given that kids are very, they often face juvie charges when they do the same thing. But I can't, you know, what am I, I'm just a racist Nazi. I I can't believe this story. You're making a big deal out of this, Sean. Aren't I being a jerk, man? Can you believe how much I'm talking about this crap? Holy God. You know, this idiot doesn't think of anything, I don't know, because you could have an accident with the firemen trying to rush to the Capitol. People could have gotten hurt. Yes, this is so stupid. It's, again, it's, what a child, man. And then there's that nugget-eating AOC idiot defending him. Michael, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing, buddy? Another day in paradise, man. What are you thinking? Well, I'm sitting here thinking, well, you gave me a lot to think about, but it was a little bit too fast for me right there. I'm but, sorry. Uh, I'm a little jacked up on the coffee today. I drink a lot of well, coffee. I'm a, little, I'm a little jacked up on my, on my feelings, too, so mm. let's just agree to agree. Okay. You know, I've been looking at, I've been listening to you, and I've been looking at the news and all that stuff and everything. And what they're doing, and I mean the Democrats. I'm sorry, I just have to say it. I don't know what I could. Don't say be on sorry. The video. <laughs> but uh, they are trying their best to take the police force down and to take the army down because that's when they'll take control. Oh well, yeah. I mean, uh, if you if you think about it, the police have uh, have a target on their backs, both realistically as far as the bad guys, and uh, politically and economically as far as defund the police, and they're all racist and they're horrible people. The military is being decimated right now, and you know this. As far as our munitions, uh, it's gone. Uh, there was I forget who it was over the weekend, uh, a military expert or some of some regard saying. You know, we, we, we couldn't defend ourselves for a week right now if we had to. We just don't have the stuff. We don't have the personnel. No, Recruiting numbers are in the are in the are in the crapper right now. So yeah, you sort of gotta take down the military and the and law enforcement uh and, to achieve what you want to achieve, and they're about it, baby. And they're they're doing it. I mean, there's no more police there's no more people applying for the police force. The numbers for the army, yeah. our military, are down so far. Absolutely, that this is exactly what they're looking for. Yeah, it, it's it's scary I stuff. I don't know how we can. I don't know how we can stop it. 
I, I don't mean, know. I you know I, mean, I I feel you know I guess there's kind of an assumption that if you're on the radio doing a talk show that you got a solution for everything, and I I don't. I'm just like everybody else living in this country right now, in that I've never seen anything like this before. So there's no real precedent other than other communist and fascist regimes that have come and gone throughout history. But as far as this happening right here in America, there's no precedent for this. In the modern no, era, so I, I I don't know I, I I don't know I have no great I, talk show host solution I mean, I for it. I understand. I just want to say that people need to stand up because otherwise, if you don't, because I mean, no, I, I I agree, man. I agree. They're taking all of our law enforcement away from us. Yes, they are. All of it. I got I got to run, it. Michael. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah, very troubling times in which we live. And no, I don't. I, 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 Trey and I, I ask this question every single day. Where's, how's this all going to shake out, man? Where's, where's it all going? I don't know. <laughs> That's why I pray a lot. <laughs> I pray a lot. 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I am so happy to talk with you guys. News talk made for you. We, we need everything that you are doing. KTSA. KTSA. We need you more now than ever. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Trump is uh, is giving some comments uh, outside the courthouse in Manhattan. The farce continues. But you know what? It's all good because Sharman uh, uh, is putting out, uh, you know, after 100 years of making butt paper, Sharman uh, has upgraded uh, uh, the product. They now have smooth, they're going to be offering this soon, smooth tear toilet paper from Charmin, or as some folks say, Jarman. And uh, they have now, they're going to offer now what is called a scalloped perforation. Now that sounds pretty messy. Uh, we're not talking about potatoes. We're, we're talking about a kind of tear now. They, they've... They've got uh, the the toilet paper for a hundred years is at a straight tear, right? Well, now they've scalloped it. They've got scalloped edges. It's like a jagged perforation now, so it's easy to tear off a sheet. In case this has been an issue for you, and I've had several surgeries on my colon. Uh, I'm not going to say anything more about that, but toilet paper is very important to me on many different levels. And now, at least uh, when it comes to Charmin, they'll have their new smooth tear uh, toilet paper. <laughs> now, I, I was kind of laughing about this earlier because I, you know, I, I'm like, okay, you've been making butt paper for a hundred years now, and and what you you just came up with the idea of of. Uh, making a jagged perforation there so it rips easier and it rips evenly now. So you get a nice, perfect square of, of, of to- toilet paper in your hand. And I was thinking about it like, wow, you guys are actually kind of slack on the job. It took you a, a full century to figure this crap out. And then my brother, my brother uh, Trey pointed out that, well, what's different now? When people are there in, 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 the, uh, in, in that part of the house, right? And they're sitting there. Right, James? You got you got one hand holding your phone. So you need an easier tear on the toilet paper because one phone, one hand is occupied because you're holding your phone there sitting on the can. 
This sort of makes sense. It's kind of an evolution of some kind. It made sense when he said it. I don't take my phone into the bathroom. No, I do. I'm in there so much. <laughs> I have to be able to communicate with the outside world. In case you can't get up? Yeah, well, actually, <laughs> or in case something bad happens. I need major surgery all of a sudden. I, I always take the phone. Haven't you ever? Have you ever texted somebody or posted something while you were, you May, know, maybe you know. Maybe once or twice. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. But gets, then that's how your phone falls in the toilet. You get something from me, it's entirely possible my pants are down around my knees when I'm talking to you. I'm just saying. Oh, please don't I might be have in to public. Get that, I might have to get that scalloped. They're calling it scalloped. <laughs> it sounds, it's it a sounds scalloped fan- edge. It, it sounds fancy, doesn't it? It sounds like a side dish with prime rib is what it sounds like. Would I've you, never heard about a. I've never heard of a scalloped anything other than potatoes. Would you like your scallops perforated, sir? <laughs> no, but my lower intestine may end up perforated. I'm just, you know, just I. It's, we, James was worried that I was being so. I, there's a lot of depressing news in the world today. There is, and we deal with this on a daily basis now. That a lot of the news is crap and it's bad. I just said a lot of the news is crap. Ah. <laughs> Get it, Charmin. I'm here all week. But uh, <laughs> so I thought I'd throw this little happy uh, news story out there. <laughs> After a hundred years, Charmin has uh, upgraded its uh, its uh, its TP to have now a scalloped perforation instead of a straight across perforation. So, you know what's awesome about that is that, that was part of a research and development. There was decisions made. There was emails swapped. They they did- huge. Change. They must have done. Ex- they did experiments in a lab uh, somewhere with people ripping the toilet paper. Right? It's all wrong. They got to get it right. They had, to, <laughs> they had to have a control group where they had some schmuck just doing dealing with the old perforation. How's it going for you, patient A? It's, and then, uh, how are you doing, scalloped? Yeah, it's a little hard to tear. It's a little hard to tear. So let's check in with uh, our our. Pete, folks in group and group B here who all have the scalloped perforation. How's that? That's hey, great, man. I'm ripping it off easy, man. I'm TikToking and wiping. I'm TikToking and wiping. No prob, man. Roll that out there. Roll that into the public. What would it be like to be someone who works in a toilet paper factory and it's your 10 year high school reunion? You know what I mean? And so, what do you do? Because, you know, it's, this is why I don't go to talk at reunions anymore, apart from the fact that they're 2,000 miles away, but also because, you know, that's just the question. What do you do? So what do you do? So what do you do? You know what I, you know what I do, pal? You know what I've been doing since, uh, since uh, high school? Yeah. Uh, scalloped perforated toilet paper. Yeah, that was me, pal. I saw, I envisioned that. Okay, that's who I, I'm an innovator. One day I'm sitting there going, ah, damn it, this stuff just keeps shredding. How do I fix this? It's like the uh, uh, flaming Hot guy. You know, maybe it was just some dude pitching one off in the bathroom, you know, with a roll of Charmin, thinking, how do I make this easier and better and more functional? I'm going to scallop. If, I, if one were to scallop that perforation and make it a little, a little jagged there, boy, this TP would roll out a lot easier, wouldn't it? I'd get my own parking space. I could get my own parking space. <laughs> Man, I make some uh, pretty heavy investments there with the cash I'll earn. I don't, haven't you ever thought, though, haven't, and this is the thought that I'll leave you all with, haven't you ever looked at a roll of toilet paper 
and pondered to yourself in your mind. Who, if anyone, on planet Earth just uses one of those squares? You know, you know what I mean? Like, they're just little... If you're really just following the, perpura- the perforation, you're looking at just a little square. I don't care how what strength level you... I don't, I don't care what ply you have, okay? You could have 98 ply. I don't care. One little square, that ain't going to do nothing, man. So, anyway, uh, the human race marches on despite... All of the darkness and evil and violence going on in the gone in the world. Sometimes I do look at human beings, though. I it, it has nothing to do with my belief in God. I do believe, though, that on some level we're just higher developed animals. You know what I mean? Could an elk come up with toilet paper? All right. Thank you, James. Welcome back. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey. Where spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. <laughs>